When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Roll it, X-Roulette, or we're going to roll it in a moment. Mm. Uh, just quickly, yes. how did uh, bustling Benny Simmons go today in his first oh, game ben in the Simmons, new NBA no, season? No, it wasn't great. He fouled out, and, the, and there was in a loss. The Pelicans were looking very, very good. Mr. Percival. Well, you're Pelicans. You see their, who's their point the, guard? Uh, the Nets lost 130 to 108, and uh, oh, Ben has... had four points, five rebounds, five assists. So mm. in 23 and minutes, but out. he did foul out. He so he's fouled out, out in the, the last practice game? Yes. It's carried over into the regular season. How did Zion Williamson go? Is uh, he still a Pelican? Uh, he is, but uh, Dyson Daniels is the one. He only played a couple of minutes. Uh, so that's a, the Australian. What was he, number seven pick? Yeah. And in, in other results, OKC Thunder, or as you like to call it, OCT. Them, they played against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who also are going to be very good this year. I like what they're putting together. Mm-hmm. But our man, Josh, he's coming at strong first up appearance. Dub dub. 14 points, 11 rebounds. Four assists, a double, double. But they did it. lose. They did lose. Oh, that's not good. Paddy Mills had 16 points. You're going to rattle that. through every single Australian no, no, just now, just Australians. Eh? But okay. Paddy Mills had 16 points in the uh, the 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 loss as well. Okay. With the uh, for for the about Brooklyn Nets. Okay. And lastly, Eddie, yep. Jock Landau made his guy. debut in the regular season for the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. They had a commanding lead. They looked in control of this one. But uh, excuse me, the, the Dallas Mavericks did. But Suns came back strong, mm. and uh, Jock played 10 minutes, had seven points. Well done, Jock. Nice work. Okay. Uh, righto, it's uh, time for Rolodex. Luca had 38, I think. Time for Rolodex Roulette. It's time for Rolodex Roulette, where we just spin the Rolodex. Okay. Wherever it lands, uh, we call that person. Uh, if they answer, they answer. Right. If they don't, they don't. And hopefully if they do, they've... Well, that's a roulette wheel. That's their, their I know, but it's the only effect we can really oh. have that sort of, you know... Okay. Who we, Gow, Paul Gow, Gowie, Paul Gow is on the is the um is the number that's come through. So uh, magnificent human being, hey Rod, wonderful golfer. Be careful with that. People can hear those beeps and might be able to pick up his number. Is that how you tell? I don't know. Hang on. Uh, hello, can we speak to Paul Gow, please? Hello, speaking. Gowie, 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 it's Andy May here. You may remember me. We used to do a little bit of stuff together once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? No, you, know, where you, I, you only ring me when you want something. Well, it's true. You? When I, there's a share and a horse going, or, or you know, some some Nike merch. But no, no, no. There's we. I do a radio show with, with Andrew Gaze. <laughs> I'm here too, who's, Paul, who's the captain of Australia. You may know him. And we're live on air at the moment. Now you can be a bit potty mouth. So oh. if you can just be mindful, we're live. And if you can just keep, you know, keep it nice and uh, um, sort of a ge- general classification. <laughs> right. Are you well? 
I think we've... Oh, you've given oh, him... Oh, that's... oh, mate, what a privilege to be on this show with the great Andrew Gay. Oh, thank Jeez. you, Paul. Thank you, Mark, Paul. Yeah, I've worked a lot with you, and you're just a... But Andrew Gay, wow. I'm a, a real... Day for me. I'm a scrub. Well, I... I'm actually a bit... Uh, Paul, I'm a bit dirty that I've never got the invitation to come and have a bit of a hit with you. That's what I'm upset about. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't... I'm not in control of that, but I'd love to have a game of golf with you. Because Andy has never once played golf with me. That's Not true. once. Never. I've asked him a million times. <laughs> he was hosting the shows for Channel 10. Doing all, Murray, do you want a game of golf? No. He's got his big time people down there in Melbourne. I was just this little push away. That, no, it would never get a start. So maybe one day. Who knows? So you're still up in Sydney. Where are you these days? Yeah, no, in Sydney, yeah, um, yeah, up here and you know, doing a lot of golf stuff and looking forward to the, the summer of golf, actually. It started. They're in Western Australia at the moment and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's all on Fox Sports uh, for, for this summer. So I'll be out and about and walking the fairways and watching all these kids play. It's, uh, it's, it's wonderful to watch how they play the game. Not, not back in 1913 when I played, when <laughs> you know, the golf balls back then and hickory shafts and... Uh, it's uh, it's it's fantastic to watch them play. So it's uh, yeah, I can't wait to the, you know all the big names get back to Ken Smiths and you know the Adam Scotts and Mark mm. Leishmans. It'll be it'll be an awesome summer. Hey Paul, are you a bit concerned about where golf's at? Oh, it seems yeah. like it's very divisive now. I, I guess from a an Australian point of view, it might actually be some good things because by the sound of things, we might have a, a cracking tournament coming up in uh, in South Australia. But uh, are you concerned at all about where the sport's at right now? Oh, I'm not really concerned. It's actually the best thing that's happened in golf for a lot of years. And I'm a bit selfish because I'm a proud Australian. But the US Tour, which I played on for a lot of years, it ruined the Australian Tour when they started a wraparound season. So the Americans got really greedy and they played all the way through to Christmas. And that destroyed the Americans who were having a rest. They would normally come down like the, like the Payne Stewarts and yeah. the Mark O'Meara's, the Brad Factions. We'd always see them come down here because they'd love to play our... Melbourne golf courses, Sydney, Brisbane golf courses. And then we'd get all our Australian players back, like Ian Baker Finch and the great Wayne Grady. And then as soon as they'd done a wraparound season, we were gone. All of us had to stay, me included, had to stay in the US to be able to, to make enough money to start the following year to keep a card to play on that tour. So, you know, all these years that uh, it was since 2013, you know, the Australian tour was destroyed, the South African tour, the China tour, yeah. all because the Americans got greedy. So... Um, you know, with the Live Tour coming along and doing what they're doing, it's actually jump-started that tour, the US Tour, into making some changes, which is only good for golf um, in that sense. Is the Live Tour um, good? It's not great watching just yet, but if that's all they've got to worry about, I think they're going okay. And do you, do you th- where do you think it's all going to land? If you crystal ball it and with everything, that, how disruptive <laughs> yeah, good luck with this. Live has is, is <laughs> been, uh, do, you, do you see in the... Sure, in the not too distant future, that there'll be some reconciliation between all the tours. Oh, geez, there's a lot of uh, throwing of dirt at the moment at each other, and it's only got worse overnight. With uh, with you know the live tour saying you know they'll start their own majors, you know, hmm. and they'll play for a hundred million dollars, and players will want to go. So it's got a little bit dirty. I, I would have hoped that at this stage they might have sat down, you know, all the governing bodies and had a chat about this and and how we could help, you know bringing new people into the game and grow the game seriously, but they haven't done that. So, but the only thing with the live tour, there's no end play. They can't explain to you. The great Greg Norman can't explain to you where the end play is, what, mm. what's going to happen with them, where we know what's going to happen to the U S tour. 
Well, we know what's going to happen, the Open Championships, the Masters. We know that's going to be there every year. Prize money will go up, all those type of things. But we don't know where the end play is. Where are they trying to get to uh, with the Live Tour? It's going to be fantastic for Australia. In South Australia, if they hold it there, you know, you get a bunch of good players. Are they all the best players in the world? No, not yet. But, you know, money talks, doesn't it? It does. Mm. Hey, Gail, you you talked before about your life on the PGA Tour and, and over in the States and the impact that the you know the, the wraparound part of the PGA Tour had. Did you, did you were you forced to stay in, when you were forced to stay in America to play for really important money at that time of the year? Was it done with a heavy heart, not knowing what was going on back home? Oh, hundred percent, Murray. It was because that was the fun times when you'd come home. You play the Australian Open, Australian PGA Championships. You go to Coolum for the the Coolum Championships, and then you play the beginning of the year like the Heineken Classic or the Johnny Walker down in Melbourne. Um, and, and you'd want to support because you, you had so much support back here with family and friends, and you didn't get to, you know, play in front of them all year. They might see you on television if you're good enough to actually play well. Um, so you really would want to come back here and play. And when they did that, it, it sort of it, it sort of cut the heartbeat to the Australian Tour. Mm. And the Australian Tour never got any compensation for that. We supplied them back in, you know, when I played on tour, we had 23 players from this country, this tiny little country, play on the US Tour from the Robin Allenby's, the Stuart Appleby's, the Peter Lonards, Craig Parry, Brad Hughes, all these guys all come through our system from our junior pennant teams through to our state teams, the Australian teams, onto the US Tour. So it was a great pathway for us to get to the to the US Tour. So we were feeding the US tour, all these players, and not getting anything into return. Occasionally, they'd throw a, a President's Cup at at, uh, at the tour down here and they'd make a million dollars, but that's not enough to co- cover the tour and the pathways for the young kids come along now. So you've got me on a soapbox at the moment. I've, I'm, I've never uh-huh. been happy about it. Um, so things have to change, and they have. And I guess the good thing that's come out of this for Australia is, is live and, and then putting some pressure on the US tour. How much do you reflect? We're talking to Paul Gow, Rolodex Roulette, our first one of the season. Um, how much do you reflect on, you know, your time on the PGA Tour, but, but in particular, how close you got to winning? You, you won a couple of times, well, a few times on the nationwide tour, the Corn Ferry as it is now, but you came so close to winning on the PGA Tour. How much do you reflect on, on that event, and do you ever think about how that might have changed your life? Um, had you got over Jeff Sloom in that day? Are you, are you just being mean to me <laughs> no. now for some unknown reason? Yes. No, like, I <laughs> sto- yeah, you are. Mara, you, you're just giving it to you right now. I, Andrew, I threw a five cent piece coin, Australian coin, at my ball. It moved my ball. I had a one shot penalty and got beaten in a playoff. I only think about it every night. Oh, no. Every night. So I cry. I've never won on the US Tour. It's it's one of the Remind us, Gary, remind us of that that story. Mm. (laughs) Actually, it's quite a funny one. I was on a Friday afternoon at the BC Open in New York, and I'd hit a bad chip up to about six feet, and I walked up to it, and I got really angry, and I threw a five-cent piece, which I normally mark the ball with, and somehow it hit the ball. Now... I can't throw the ball 30 metres, 20 metres. And somehow I hit this ball, it moved it, had to replace it, one-shot penalty. Um, oh. Then Jeff Sluman got me in the second hole of a playoff and, no. and that was it. So that was my... Yeah, I've had a few chances to win on the US Tour, but that was the closest. <laughs> and 
it just comes up. And I've got a bunch of really good mates. What, yeah, once or twice a year, they'll send me a picture of just losing. <laughs> <laughs> They're not mates. They're not good mates. That's that's opening. That's sort of uh, oh. that's opening all sorts of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I had a wonderful time on the US tour. I really hate this thing that you you guys have got to do is work for a living. Mm. Now, playing golf for a living was it was a great job. So, you know, having to is outrageous. So, so that's the thing. And this, when you play your sport, Gazy, mm. you win. You probably won more than you lost over the course of your career. But, but Gowie, as a professional golfer, you don't win very often. Like, <laughs> like winning in golf, winning well, it depends on what you call winning. Well, yeah. that's right. Mm. Winning is probably harder as a professional golfer than it is in just about any other sport on the planet. How did you come to terms? With, with with that, what what you were doing, meeting expectation, paying the bills, getting some money in the bank, but but not not winning as often as you would have liked to. Yeah, now it's an interesting question because you, you you sort of go in all different steps, and everybody in their careers come in all different levels. And golfers, you either come in a Tiger and a Phil and an Ernie Earls that just come in at a really high level, and there's others that have got to come in and work their way up. So. You know, so your your expectations only go to a certain level. So to be perfectly honest with you, I never thought I was going to win on the US Tour. So I come really, really close. I, I was happy to keep my card every year. And you yep. can say, that, well, you know, you didn't have the, 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 the right expectations. But I sort of knew where my ability was and, and the players. Because I've got to say, the kids that are on that US Tour now, they're far superior to 15 years ago when I played on that tour. They are so good. I played through the Tiger era. He stood out, and so did Mickelson in that in that era. That was so much better than everybody else. And then there was the next lot down there. But um, it was a, it was a job, and and some weeks were really good, and you really got to you're at the top of top, and then you can fall off the other side really quickly. So it was about how you managed yourself really through through that time, because there were some dark times. I can tell you. Oh God, hey Paul, it's really interesting to hear when you th- talk about. Well, some people might have questioned your expectations, because when we watch golf these days, and particularly coming from Australia, if you don't have that uh, bravado, it seems like if you want to know how good these guys are, even some of the ones that aren't, well, aren't at the top level, geez, they can talk themselves up a bit. Do you need a little bit of that in, in, in order to have success in golf, do you? Well, I think you do. And the more I've looked back and I've had time to, to, to think about my own career, that's probably what I lacked is, is that confidence in, uh, and it could be coming from this country because we, we do a really good job of knocking people down when they become mm. successful. We, we do it in a, and, and that's the opposite. I lived in the US for 15 years um, and they do the opposite. They lift you up. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Your belief is not totally up where it should be. And the Americans' belief is, I can tell you, the way they come through that college system in all sports is, is quite amazing. Um, it's, I've done a story for the golf show uh, last year for, uh, no, sorry, Georgia, uh, Georgia Bulldogs this year. Mm. And just the belief these kids had in themselves was you, you thought they'd just played, you know, 200 US tour events. Cause they, yeah. They, they, that was quite amazing. I was like, wow, I'd like to have a little bit of that BS in me. Well, that's true. Right. I tell you what, though, uh, it's, it's never too late in golf because we can turn on the telly late at night now and we're watching the Champions Tour wow. and we're seeing all that. I just Is that something that uh, a pathway for you is that, or is that pass you by? Are you planning on or are you no. part of it or how does that work? Absolutely. No, I turned 50 in... Uh, in 2020 and I was getting ready to go to tour school at the end of 2020 and then COVID hit. So 
So uh, I went to the links. I had a putting green put in my backyard, artificial one, and I was training. I actually stopped drinking alcohol. Huh. I started doing sit-ups and all those sorts of <laughs> yeah. outrageous things. And um, quite the true story is I went to hit balls for the first time because I hadn't hit balls for a long time. And 30 minutes into hitting balls, my hands were sore. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, no. Like, I could hit balls for eight hours. But then, you know, I got these soft hands. So I had to practice a bit, and then COVID hit, and then it was then it was no good. So, yes, I am. I'm going to play the uh, Cathedral Invitational for the first time. Oh, I've played beautiful, beautiful. Played, I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to do a bit of commentary this year and then, then roll straight into the Cathedral Invitational. And I know, yeah, we've got some big names playing it, like Jason Scribner, Mark Leishman, and Adam Scott. They will be shitting their pants. <laughs> they will be. But Gow is back. He's going to have a go. Watch out. They will be like, oh, he's in the field. Watch mm. out. Hey, what, what are we going to do? Hey, Gow, so, it's, it's funny. Like, mm. you're, so you're 51, or you might not. I think you've turned 51 now, but. Doesn't with, look good. With, yep. No, no. With technology, the, the way it's evolved in the game of golf, with, you know, the ball and the equipment we get to use. From a distance perspective, have you lost mm. much or have you actually gained some over the journey? It's ridiculous. I've gained some. I'm using this shaft with a with a tailor-made stealth driver with an auto-flex shaft in it, this pink shaft, and I'm on the golf show with it. You can see it. it, it I think it's a lady shaft, but I've added distance to my driver. Amazing. It. It's Amazing. ridiculous. The ball's mm. better. The equipment's better. All the equipment's from tailor-made to Titleist to Callaway. It's all good. Mizuno. It's to improve all the people. Mizuno's a great... It's, it's really good. You really want some distance. The US tour, mm. <laughs> well, go and have a look at the guys on the US Tour who aren't getting paid. What clubs do they use? Mizuno. Or Taylor, Taylor mate. Or, or Taylor, mate. The stealth is... Yeah, yeah. Oh, Miz- I'm, I'm rocking right, the Mizuno's right, 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 right now. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. yeah, but the Taylor Mate stuff on this show <sighs> is clearly the pro- st- yeah, clearly the product. Well, that's what I use, Andy. And I- Taylor Mate, it's yep. the best gear I've mm. ever used. Thank you, Gowie. Thank yeah. you very much, yep. Andrew. Just park your own self-interest if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> no, and not at all. Remember Just- who sponsors. The program, if you wouldn't mind. Well, I didn't know they were still sponsoring. <laughs> hey, Gowie, uh, I've got, I, I, I presume it's not the five-cent piece. It might be, but have you got a golfing regret? Is there, if it is that, then you've already told that story, but is there is there one time you go back to that, that you know, you, you wish you had over again? Yeah, that, well, there's a number of times. I was a fiery player, like pretty fiery. Yeah. I'd get, you know, if things weren't going my way, I'd get really tied up and I'd be angry at myself and, there was no reason to do that. And now I'm older, I look back at that and go, why did I do that? I threw away a lot of tournaments and, and opportunities through that, just being intense. Um, and golf's not that. You've got to go in there cool, calm and collected. Yeah. And um, the more that I've been outside the ropes, you don't see that inside the inside the ring or inside the ropes. You see it more when you're outside the ropes. So since doing some commentary and watching players play, I'm like, what were you thinking? So mm. not that I've got many regrets. Obviously, that's helped you get to a certain level, but um, yeah, probably my attitude with that is uh, mm. it, it wasn't the greatest through the times. And because there's only a certain amount of people that can say that they were a former US Tour player. Spot and on. It's, it's, it's quite, a, quite a badge to have um, to, to get from the Western suburbs of Sydney to the US Tour. And I'm quite proud of that, but there's some things along the way. And when I got there, I, I probably didn't handle myself right. So if I get a chance to go to the Champions Tour next year, um, yeah, well, I'm going to make every poster winner, that's for sure. Good, Good on you. Hey, Paul, now I, I want you to 
settle something. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a situation, Andy. <laughs> I need you to be really quiet throughout. I don't want you to interrupt me, okay? Now, I'll just give you a hypothetical. Say there's a bloke, uh, and let's call him Andy, and he's playing off 18, and he's playing with another bloke that's called Andrew, and he's playing off 16. And they have a game. They're playing off the black tees, okay? And it's a, it's a, um, Stableford. a Stableford day, okay? So yep. we play the game. All right, and the bloke that's off 18 gets 34 points, and the bloke that's off 16 gets 33 points. However, however, just on the side, we, we, we're, we're playing it off the stick as well, and one bloke oh. has 91 and one bloke has 92. Who has the crowing rights, the one that, that got the highest stable for points or the one that had the 91 instead of the 92? Well, well... It depends on what the bet was. If the bet was on stroke play, no, no, it wasn't. Won. It's no. just, it's no, just we're playing the comp of the day, Paul. A, you know, we're playing we're, the comp oh, of the day, which was Stableford. We're yes. just talking rubbish, yeah. though, and, and, and we're competing no, comp of the day with Stableford. as well, though. No, no, I'll let Paul answer. Okay, okay. Well, the, one of the best parts of golf mm-hmm. is uh, the handicapping system, is because we can all play together with a scratch marker, a five marker. Oh, and your so mate, Whatever though. the mm. result was yep. from a Stableford points, mm. Stableford points is the winner of the day. Oh. So the 34 points should be the winner of the day. One, one apiece. Just, just because the handicapping system is fantastic. <laughs> Paul, it is, but here's the thing. Paul, no, 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 no we have to let him go because we're going to get to no, JJ. No, go but on. Paul, here's the thing. Oh, dear. I play every week. I'm, he's really not an 18 handicapper. So oh. you talk about the handicap system. He's played once in... <laughs> In Six two months. years. So, oh, not really, but you don't play. I don't play, so mate. So I'm penalised because I play a lot, though, The Paul. handicap's 15-9, and we're playing off the blacks, and oh. it was I playing off 18 for the but day. You know, That's you, how it works. You, you, you're spruiking Paul's about the answer, handicap Paul's system. answered the question perfectly. You didn't well, like didn't the answer, and you just got to let it go, mate. He didn't have all the he information. Had all the, he had all the information. <laughs> hey, mate, magnificent to hear your voice. Uh, keep up the great work on Fox Sports. We love your show. Love it's, it. It's just a joy to sit back and watch you get out on a course and talk about the game that we all love so much with other people who love the game as much as we do, mate. Uh, it's great to hear you. And we can't wait to see you get over there with the old blokes and, uh, and out-drive them and, and, and win a few things over there. So good luck. Is that a no. go for... Is he still with us? I think the Mate, I appreciate coming on, and I'd love to have a game of golf with both of you because the banter would be fantastic. One off 16 and one off 18. You know, I'd love to see the battle. Right, let's make sure when you're no, when you're next coming down to Melbourne, we will make that happen. So really, off twelve. Thank you very much, Paul Gow, one of the all-time greats, joining us on the first Rolodex roulette of the summer.